Hello and welcome to episode 390 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name is Richard and I am trying to grow as much of our own fruit, vegetable and herbs as I possibly can in my allotment and garden. Now coming up today, I've had a question from a listener about hardening of plants. And as we're coming into April, I've got a list of seeds and tasks that we can do throughout April. But first, let's find out what I've been up to over this last week. It is Saturday the 27th of March 2021 today. Had a day at home. I was going to go down to Yolomon to be honest, but um, I decided I wanted to get certain things done at home basically so I can move on and (laughs) clear some space. That sounds something that I keep talking about at home. Anyway, first of all, during the week, I didn't record anything during the week. I'd done a few little jobs. Basically, I pricked out some aubergines and some chilies, peppers, and I sowed some cucumbers, some purple sprouting broccoli, and some jalapeno chili peppers. Basically, all I'm doing is just spending a couple of minutes every evening pricking out seeds, uh, or pricking out seedlings, sorry, and sowing more seeds. So today, first thing I did this morning was go into my greenhouse and sort things out in there a bit better. Now, my greenhouse is getting pretty damn full of plants, seedlings, etc., etc., that it is getting difficult to make space in there. So I've had a shuffle around. I've managed to fit a few more plants into there and and move my straw or some of my strawberries out from in there to harden them off to outside. Uh, moved some other plants outside that are ready for hardening off uh, and, and made a bit more room to bring in more and more of my seedlings. It is running out of space so much that I've actually designed a lean-to greenhouse that I might build next weekend to go on the outside of my podding shed just as somewhere else to to grow a lot of these seedlings and free up space in the in the proper greenhouse for actual growing of big plants. Now after that I moved some of my pots around that have plants and trees growing in. Something I've got is some vertical growing beds. Well, vertical, they're more like at an angle. Now, I've moved those into a position that I feel basically in front of my wormeries to hide the wormery a bit better and tidy things up. Now these aren't ready to use yet. I will be planting more plants into these probably may but just getting them into position so I can see how things look then after that I swept my patio area now my patio areas it's it's a bit industrialized at the moment I do a lot of work up there but the the a lot of clippings, a lot of compost all falls onto there and I swept that all up and that goes into my compost bin for making more compost then after that I moved my potting bench. Now, last year I made an outdoor potting bench out of some scrap wood, just as somewhere that I could pot on some plants outside, but also because I do a lot of filming, I wanted an overhead camera, so I built it with that in mind. And the area I had it was in between my two sheds. Uh, So I wanted that moved out there into the middle of my patio area so I can still use it for filming, but also uh, free up some space into something I'll come to in a moment. Now with the potting bench 
free, I had space on the underneath of the potting bench where I could store my compost. I built that, I designed it with that in mind and I just stacked all my bags of compost in there. Believe it or not, out of the five 100 litre bags that I brought back in January, I've already used about two and a half of the bags. Can't believe it. Now in this area between the two sheds, I had my old chicken coop and I've never got rid of this chicken coop. It's a pretty good chicken coop to be honest, but I wanted again to move it out because I want to clean it up, tidy it up. It's probably going to go down the allotment and I'm going to move my chickens down the allotment at a later date. So I pulled it out um, and I, I've been using it actually to store a lot of pots, my plastic pots. And I pulled all my plastic pots out of that, stacked them up neatly, cleaned them, etc, etc. And then put those into the shed ready to be used. And I had a lot of pots. Anyway, the point is, I've moved the chicken coop out and that has freed up this space in between the two sheds where I've put my inflatable hot tub, which is my mission for this weekend. I know that sounds self-indulgent and it's nothing related to vegetable garden, but the reason I've, I like these hot tubs is that I liked, when I get my headaches, I found a hot tub was great just to go out there, soak and get rid of a headache. But also... It's spending more time in the garden and ultimately that's something that I really really like. So yes very very busy productive day again today at home. Uh, I'm just so pleased that things are coming together at home and the vegetable patch is, is in shape and things are moving rather nicely. It is Sunday the 28th of March 2021 today. Now this morning the clock's changed so we were up an hour later or an hour earlier depends on how you want to look at it but either way it was a bit confusing but what we woke up to was some very very strong winds now i did say i wanted to go down the allotment today i'm going to leave that till after work tomorrow reason being these strong winds it just wasn't worth going down it just <laughs> i would have got annoyed with myself i wouldn't have been able to do much etc etc I don't mind bad weather, I don't mind it being a bit drizzly or sleety, but strong winds and when it's heavy with rain, they're the two conditions that I just can't stand working in. So instead I spent more time at home and I spent most of the day actually potting up a lot of plants, getting on top of those jobs. Now my outdoor potting up bench was put to use and I potted up quite a few cauliflowers. This is a variety called All Year Round, which are looking really good actually, really, really good. They're hardened off, they're used to outdoor temperatures and now they're in bigger and bigger pots. Now the idea here is they're just going in bigger pots. I've probably got too many plants to be honest, so I may well be getting rid of some plants either by selling them or passing them on to new gardeners. I've also potted up some of my citrus trees, my lemon and orange tree, which do grow indoors, do stay indoors. And what I've done with those, they just needed to go into a bigger pot. I bought these trees last year from a deal from a magazine. And they came in little seven inch pots, which are quite small, but I could tell by the roots that they weren't ready to go into anything big yet. Well, now the roots were starting to come through the bottom of the pot. So I got some myself some citrus compost. Now this is compost specifically designed for citrus plants. 
And now they've gone into 10 inch pots just to grow them on, grow them a bit bigger. Now they probably will need potting up again in the not too distant future, but for now that is absolutely fine. Now after that I went to my veggie pod and I sowed some more salad leaves in that. Every few weeks I'm sowing salad leaves in my veggie pod in a different area and I love my veggie pod. I know a few of you guys have bought some on the back of what I've I've experienced and talked about on this but the veggie pod really has revolutionized my garden. If you don't know what a veggie pod is I've done previous podcasts in it I've had this about two years now it's a raised bed is probably the easiest way to describe it raised bed but it holds onto water on the bottom it has a mesh cover over the top with an integrated spray bar for watering. It is a really fantastic bit of kit and I'm blown away with just how much food we actually harvest from that small one metre square area. And for me I grow a lot of salad leaves in it and it has been fantastic for that. Now after that I then cleaned out my chicken coop which is normal for a Sunday to do but as I've been saying it's a bit tricky to do because the chickens are in isolation due to bird flu. Well I've heard through the grapevine and read on DEFRA's website that as of Thursday they can be allowed out to free range again. So I'm looking forward to that and I'm sure the chickens are. They don't quite know it yet of course but that's certainly something that is going to happen. And I'll be happier because I hate seeing them cooped up. Although, now thinking about it, I'm going to have to protect some of my beds from them because they can be pretty bad at digging everything up, especially the beds that I've already built. Right, well that's it for today. Let's find out if I get to the allotment on Monday. It is Monday the 29th of March 2021. Good evening time. It's getting dark but it's quite late I think. What is it? 7 o'clock since the clock's changed. I don't know if you can hear but the birds are tweeting. Sure sign that the weather is improving. And this is one of the things that I love about gardening. Just spending a bit of time outside with nature. Sorry to go off on a bit of a tangent there but yes I'm, I'm down the allotment today I've had a lovely time after work just uh just spent a couple of hours down here this evening and basically just did one job and that was emptying the compost bin of compost to go into one of the onion beds that I built a couple of weeks ago nothing difficult nothing challenging but just a lot of moving stuff around moving compost around into a wheelbarrow and moving it around i've got to say though i've got some handles on my wheelbarrow made by iTip. these are brilliant because they cantilever they kind of move with the wheelbarrow and they are so much less strain on the wrists using these i've got to say and it's weird how much of a difference that makes so yes, that's what I've been up to this evening, enjoying the bird song, filling up the bed with compost. So that is it for the diary section this week. Please do let me know what you have been up to yourself in your own allotment and garden. And we'll be back in just a moment where I've got a question from a listener. A few months ago, I launched the Veg Grow Podcast Supporters Club. 
Each month, I send out a gift pack of a collection of seeds to sow each month along with a newsletter. I also produce behind-the-scenes podcasts or videos providing club members with extra content. And we are constantly adding extra features to improve the club. It costs just £5 a month and current members tell me that they have found that the seeds alone are value for money. This also helps me keep the podcast and the website running and more importantly, it helps me encourage and inspire more people to grow their own food. Now, if that sounds like something you are interested in joining, then head over to the vegrabpodcast.co.uk to find out more. But if you want to support the podcast without becoming a member, we also have merchandise available on the website, including mugs and t-shirts. Or leave a review on your podcast service or share this podcast with others. It all goes a long way to help supporting the VegGround podcast. Richard, um, my question was about hardening off. I don't know about you, but by the end of April, all my windowsills and my pop-up greenhouse are completely full of seedlings that I want to get outside. And I just never feel like it's practical to take them all out in the morning and put them outside and then take them all back in, in every evening for two weeks. Just take me hours. So I wondered what you did about that and what everybody else did about that and if there's any shortcut to it. Thanks a lot. Bye. Well, I've got to say, I absolutely love this voicemail service because the quality of the questions I get come in are just fantastic. And this question is no exception. Thank you, Isabel, for this question. So what Isabel is saying is that when she puts her plants outside, she spends a bit of time taking them in and taking them out every day. Now, the idea behind this is, of course, if you don't know, to harden the plants off. Get them used to being in outdoor conditions, outdoor temperatures and the wind, etc., etc. But if you're like me and you have lots and lots of plants, it can take a long time time to move the plants around which means you're spending a lot of time in the morning moving plants outside only to bring them back in at night it is a long task i i get why isabel is asking the question now to combat this i thought about this many years ago and how it would be a problem and i thought about how i could make it easier and quicker for myself so what i did i got a cold frame Now, this cold frame has a lid on top that can be open and closed. And what I do is I'll put a few plants in there first with the the lid closed and just make sure that they are okay. And then what I'll do is add all the rest of my plants out there once I'm sure they're okay and they're going to survive. And then all I've got to do then is open and close the lid every morning and every night. It saves a lot of time. Now, you can take this a step further and have another cold frame that the lid is constantly open that you can then use for the next stage, i.e. you have the lid open right throughout the night while the other plants are protected. That's another recommendation I would recommend if you have the space. I know I'm very lucky in that I have the space to do these things, but I certainly think a cold frame nowadays, they don't take up a huge amount of room and they are worth their weight in gold, especially if you haven't got a greenhouse. Cold frame is the answer. I will add some links to the veggrowpodcast.co.uk blog post for this episode. 
for some cold frames that I found on Amazon that will be suitable for this. Now, I hope that answers your question, Isabel. But again, if anybody else has any other ideas or anything they would like to suggest as well, then please do share your suggestions as well. Right, what can we do throughout April in our vegetable and allotment plots? Let's find out. Well, here we are just a few days away from April. Now, April for me has got to be one of my most favourite months. Everything suddenly starts to come alive and really starts showing itself. The weather gets warmer. The days get longer. It's just such a, a great time of year. Now, that also means that there's a lot more things that we need to do in the garden. And that starts with seed sowing. So what can we sow throughout April? Well, if you have a greenhouse or a sunny windowsill, you can still sow some of our tender crops. The aubergines, the chilies, the tomatoes, the sweet peppers. And let's not forget some of the squashes, the courgettes, the pumpkins, the melons. All those can be sown, but keep them a bit of protection under cover in a greenhouse or a warm windowsill. I will say with the squashes, they do grow very, very quick, very, very quick. So be prepared to pot them up quite rapidly and just keep an eye that they don't get too big for their pots and they don't get too used to being in a greenhouse. Now outside, we can actually plant out potatoes, onion sets, shallots, garlic and Jerusalem artichokes. Now, Jerusalem artichokes are pretty much grown on every allotment site up and down the land. They can be quite invasive, just to warn you, if you do plant Jerusalem artichokes, they will expand, they will take over, and they are big plants. But that being said, I do think they're a really tasty food source in the depths of winter to have on our allotment. Now the garlic, when I researched this for tonight, it did say that we can sow garlic now. But I'm actually conducting an experiment on the allotment where I've sown garlic end of last year and I've sown it again just last week. I want to see if it does make a difference because we are often told that it's too late to sow garlic. Let's find out if it does make a difference later on throughout the year. Now sticking with outdoor crops, we can sow beetroot and carrot. Both of these are pretty easy to grow. They like fertile, well-drained soil. And they can also be grown in containers. There are lots and lots of different varieties out there. So just go and find the right variety for what you want. Lots and lots of choice out there. What I would say with these, if we sow these directly in the ground, like I would recommend, keep the fleece handy. One, it will stop birds from eating the seeds. But also if it temperature does drop, which it could happen, it just offers them a little bit more protection. Celeriac. Now, celeriac I've grown quite recently for the first time, and I, I think it's delicious. It's absolutely worth growing. Again, it's another autumn winter harvest crop. So, sow now under cover in a greenhouse, but transfer the seedlings when they get big enough to handle. But they will provide us crops in the depths of winter. Leeks, these can also be sown in seed trays. Again, you can do these under cover, but also outside under a cloche or with some fleece over it just to maintain a bit of temperature. 
Now, these will be harvested in the autumn right through the winter, so they're well worth growing just for that reason alone. Lettuce. Now, we grow and eat a lot of lettuce in this household. My wife absolutely loves her salads. And these are best sown undercover throughout April. Now, I actually sow mine in my veggie pod, which has a white mesh over it, which helps maintain the temperature. And it's fantastic. But we can also sow these in the greenhouse into little seed trays or modules to transplant outside later in the spring when the weather gets a bit better. Peas. Absolutely love peas. I've not had a huge amount of success with peas, but they can be sown this month as well and they give us an early crop. Now you can sow these directly outside where they are to grow, which is what I'm going to try this year because I often find that when I transplant them, they don't do so well. The biggest problem with sowing these directly like I'm going to do is that mice might find them and eat their seeds. So again, I'm going to put a bit of a cover over them and see how that gets on. Now the other idea is to actually sow these in lengths of guttering and then when they are ready to plant out we just slide all the compost out of the guttering straight into the bed, into a trench that is ready for them to go. Nice and easy to do and so tasty. Now radish, a very, very fast growing crop, also can be sown throughout this month. Often grown as a good cratch crop or just something that, because it is so fast, makes use of some empty space. I know there's a lot of debate whether radishes are worth eating or if they taste good, but personally, I think they're worth it. Then spinach. Spinach that can also be sown directly outside in April. And now, again, if it's chilly, just cover with a fleece. And spinach does love a lot of moisture and protection from the slugs and snails. So just keep an eye on that. Swiss chard, beautiful crop. Highly, highly recommend it is sown. Especially the yellows and the reds. I just think they look fantastic on any vegetable crop plot. Then finally, turnips, another quick growing crops if so wished. I'll throw in kohlrabi with these as well because I love kohlrabi after discovering it last year. Easy to grow, just so directly where they are to grow and you can eat the leaves as greens as well, getting two crops from one. So that is the seeds that we can sow throughout April. Now, don't worry, I will leave this list written up on the Veg Grower Podcast website if you didn't manage to take note of that all in one go. Now, what about tasks that we can do throughout April in the garden? It's a busy month, very, very busy month. We want to keep preparing all our vegetable beds by constantly hoeing the beds if they are empty and remove any weeds. And if you can add more compost and manure, then please do go ahead. Remember, most of these beds will be planted out about mid-May, so we want to get ready for that. Alternatively, what you could do is just keep the sheets of black plastic or weed suppressing membrane over the beds to reduce the amount of weed in that it needs to be done, but also it keeps the soil warmer and drier preparation for planting. If you need to make any more raised beds or any more structural work, get that done. Get that done. It absolutely needs doing without a shadow of a doubt. 
Now there's a good chance that we might start seeing some. Now if you've got peas growing, they may well need some support, especially the early bees. Mine are in a greenhouse and they are huge to say the least. So just throw in a few twiggy sticks around the plants for the peas to grow out. And if you've sown some carrot seedlings, it's a good chance to start thinning those out if they feel they are big enough. Best time to do this is in the evening when there's less carrot flies around. Now it's also a good chance that we're going to start seeing some asparagus bees or start harvesting some rhubarb as well. So don't forget to do that and I'm looking forward to eating both of those because they are delicious. Now I've noticed that my peach tree which is in my greenhouse is really into blossom. Really into blossom. It's amazing. It's beautiful. But there's a good chance that if we do get a late frost and it's outside or unprotected that the frost could kill off the blossom and therefore lead to no fruits. Now this applies to peaches, nectarines and pretty much anything that is flowering. So in that case, just keep the horticultural fleece available and handy to throw around on those cold nights. Uh, Keep feeding the raspberry canes, the fruit bushes and all the fruit trees to encourage good crops. Something like Romor or Bloodfish and Bone or even a good potash feed just scattered around. All our plants will help feed them. Now don't forget to mulch the fruit trees as well. Reduce the weeding. Something like compost, manure, wood chips. But don't get too close to the trunk of a tree because that might kill off the tree. Now finally, it might be worth just popping to a garden centre every now and then and have a look at what plants they have available and what you might want to add. You'll be surprised just how much comes into stock at this time of year. They become bristling full of vegetable plants. It's very easy to get carried away, I know. They've been lucky this time around with this lockdown that they've been open and I think that has helped a lot of us get interested in gardening. So well done to the garden centres. Right, that is it for this week. I hope that's been of some use to you. But if you've got any tasks that you're going to be doing or anything you want to add, then please do get in touch. You can email me, richard at uk. You can visit the website, leave a comment or leave a voicemail, just like Isabel did, at uk. Or you can find me on social media. Just search for The Veg Grail Podcast. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, please take care.